welcome back to It's a Musical Podcast, the podcast show where I force my boyfriend to watch musicals he should have seen by now, and then we talk about them. I am the boyfriend. And I am Drew. What are we looking at this week? This week is going to be a whole load of nonsense. Boo. <laughs> I can keep the nun puns coming all day. I think we should market this one as hashtag nun puns. Yeah, for It'd sure. It'd be nautical nonsense this week. Mm-hmm. Do they go on a boat at all? No. Oh. So it's not nautical nonsense. They do fly in the Jesus copter, though. <laughs> so it's kind of like the third iteration of the daddy copter from yeah. Annie. Yep. But it's daddy nun bucks. If you haven't figured it out by now, this week we are watching Sister Act. Yes. Which is a musical. So. We're, we're watching not... the film. Yeah, we're not watching the stage show. Which no, you... unfortunately, I was supposed to go and see the stage show this past summer, but because of the way that the world is right now, uh, it's been postponed to next year, but it was supposed to be the London cast of the stage show with Whoopi Goldberg. And Joanna Lumley. And Joanna Lumley. Who both absolutely incredible performers, mm-hmm. so I'm very jealous of that. Yeah. So am I. I should have seen it by now. <laughs> was Whoopi Goldberg reprising her role from the film or is yes. she playing Mother Superior? No, Joanna Lumley is playing Mother Superior. Yeah. Hi, Future Drew here. We keep saying Joanna Lumley, but we actually mean Jennifer Saunders. And we're going to carry on saying Joanna Lumley. But I was wrong. It's not Joanna Lumley, it's Jennifer Saunders. And I knew that when we were talking about it too. But there we go. Enjoy your show. Whoopi Goldberg was playing her role from the film, but Whoopi Goldberg produced the stage musical. Yes. Now, I know that there were some instances when it's been on in America in the past where Whoopi Goldberg has been involved, sometimes because somebody dropped out and it was more surprise Mm. and she was Mother Superior. No, that was here. Was that here? Yeah. So it opened the the stage musical, opened in Pasadena in America. And then had its official open in the West End in 2009. Ah, so it opened here before it did in America. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And a couple of times, the actress who was playing Mother Superior had to not be there, unfortunately. And Ruby Goldberg just went on with script in hand. Yes. Because she didn't know all of the lines and she played the Mother Superior role. Do you know who plays the Mother Superior in the film? No idea. Maggie Smith. Oh, really? This I is like an Maggie Smith. Excellent cast. I just want to pause for a moment and just like, could you imagine being sat in the auditorium about to see Sister Act the musical mm-hmm. and you get an announcement saying, unfortunately, this person isn't playing Mother Superior today? And you're sat there all disappointed, like, oh, but I came to see this person. Yeah. And then you get taking their place tonight is Whoopi Goldberg. And then you're just like, whoa, mm-hmm. what on earth is happening? Yeah. Well, that it was would... supposed to be Sheila Hancock, yeah, which is amazing casting. Well, anyway. exactly, yeah. But um, you're sat there, and it's like the role of Mother Superior tonight will be played by Whoopi Goldberg. Curtain like, up, yes, what? please, because <laughs> you know you would pay good money for that for Whoopi Goldberg in Sister Act, and you get it there as standard. Absolutely. So, yeah, Maggie Smith is absolutely phenomenal actress. Mm-hmm. Love Maggie Smith, and I love Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, I never knew this would be deemed a musical in the film sense 
The other, uh, the other thing I want to say about the stage musical yes. for Salah Menken and Glenn Slater. Yes. The film is Mark Scheiman who wrote Hairspray. Yes, that's and crazy. So why, why did he not get involved in the stage show? Because uh, the stage show was kind of an Alan Menken passion project. Okay. Which he has a lot of. But no, I know he does. Like he started writing it before there was a need for him to write anything for it. Fair enough. Which he's done a couple of times with different things. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got Whoopi Goldberg in the role of Dolores Van Cartier. So she is... The main character. On the run, and she decides to hide yeah. by being a nun. Nun on the run. Because she's a criminal of some sort. That was witness protection. Mm-hmm. So it is very much a fish out of water. Sure. She's not your typical nun. Mm-hmm. And she hides with these nuns. And then by the end of it, they're all like, huh, maybe maybe there's more to this life. Yeah. She's a gospel singer. I'm not correcting you on this because I like to hear what you think. Yeah, of she's things. a gospel singer of uh, or, or something. She's she's definitely got talent, mm-hmm. but she then brings more energy to the nun's choir, which they were kind of missing. She's that missing jigsaw puzzle between like hobby and success sure and i feel like there's gangsters or the mafia who are after her mm-hmm. and there's this concert at the end and hijinks ensue but i know that maggie smith is going to grow to steadily love Whoopi goldberg as the film goes on she's going to be a little like huh you are not a conventional nun and you've got to start doing things our way Mm-hmm. And by the end, we'll be like, "Huh, yes, maybe you were right and I was wrong, and I have learned from you." Sure. It's certainly not going to be like the nuns in Sound of Music, where they're like, "Huh, maybe we can just marry her off or send her off as a <laughs> nanny." Marry her off somewhere to get rid of her. Yeah, I don't feel like they're going to do that route. Yeah. But she's definitely hiding. She's she's not a nun because of her religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not disputing those religious beliefs already, but. She's definitely not joined the nunnery because of choice. Okay. That's all I know. That's what I think I know. (laughs) Do you know who originally was cast as the Whoopi Goldberg role? In the film or on the stage show? In the film. They wrote it with a specific actress in mind. When was it released? The script was begun in 1987. The film was released in 1992. Yeah, it's difficult to kind of gauge who was big then because I'd have been like minus two when they started. Somebody I love. Is it Julie Andrews? It's not Julie Andrews. I guess she's, you know. Somebody relevant to this time of year that I love. Halloween. Bette Midler. Yeah. 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 So they wrote Sister Act. It was pitched in 1987 with Bette Midler in, in mind for the lead role. Yes. She accepted. Cool. And Disney were like, yep, cool, let's do this. Because it is a Disney produced film. Yes. And slightly later into the making of the film, Bette Midler was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't think my audience are going to want to see me as a nun. And I'd like think, to see you as a witch. Yeah, I don't think that really fits me as a person. So I don't want to be in this anymore. Because she dropped out, Disney were like, okay, there has to be something wrong with the script then. So we need to recast the character and we need to rewrite it. 
They cast Whoopi Goldberg and then they were like, okay, the script needs to be rewritten for Whoopi Goldberg to be in this. And it was rewritten by six different screenwriters, including Carrie Fisher. Really? Yeah. And Robert Harling and Nancy Myers. Wow. Those are some pretty spectacular script doctors. Mm -hmm. But because so many people wrote it, the original writer of it, Paul Rudnick, was like, well, you can't put this under my name anymore. So this needs... very little of him there. Yeah, this needs to be under somebody else's name. So the credited writer is Joseph Howard. Joseph Howard is not a real person. Yeah. And originally, he wanted it to be credited as Robert Chaucible, which is the priest and the importance of being earnest. That got turned down. So then he said, okay say it's been written by Goofy then. <laughs> and he wanted it to say screenplay by Goofy at the end of the movie. That would have and been Disney hilarious. were like, no. And then eventually they chose Joseph Howard just as a name and they put it under that instead. Which I think is great. Yeah. I, I do understand that. At this point, you are disheartened with your project mm-hmm. and like, you can't stand by it with the same integrity that you might have been able to and here he is going to get all this praise and be like, well, actually, the only thing of mine that exists is the title mm-hmm. and the kind of idea. Everything's been changed since then. It's not really my property anymore. Yeah. Well, Bette Midler was kind of on the same track of like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> and she said she wished she'd been in it. She was like, why did I say I wouldn't do this anymore? Whoopi Goldberg did it and made a fortune. <laughs> Did she do Hocus Pocus after this? Yeah, Hocus Pocus is after this. So do you think Hocus Pocus, one of the biggest reasons to why she did it was simply because regret of not doing Sister Act? The running theory on why she did Hocus Pocus is that when she signed on to do Sister Act... She had a Disney contract. She had a Disney contract. Yeah. And uh, Hocus Pocus was supposed to be a decom, Disney Channel original movie. Which is why she wouldn't have wanted to do it as well. Because yeah. So when they pitched that to her, they were like, okay, you have to be in this film. Yeah. And she went, okay, but you're not airing that on TV. I play in theatres. Yes, yeah, you and told me that before it. with Hocus Pocus. Yeah. But that's also a big reason as to why there hasn't potentially been a Hocus Pocus 2. Mm-hmm. Because Bette Midler isn't going to do your usual Disney sequel of it's less money and it plays on TV. Mm-hmm. And here in October 2020, there have been rumblings of a Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah. I think it's all but confirmed that they're working on it. It's in pre-production for Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. I wonder how they're going to get around that issue with Bette Midler because streaming seems to be the new norm. Yeah. It's arguably just as big. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. So Sister Act kind of very difficult production but you've got Whoopi Goldberg and you've now got multiple rewrites of the script mm-hmm. and from that point is it clear sailing yes so now they're ready they've yeah. got everybody they want they've done the casting they've chosen where they're going to film so they decided they were wanted to film in St Paul's Catholic Church in San Francisco yeah which is a beautiful cathedral looking church yeah really nice they basically had everything ready and then they started filming and they got mark shiman on to 
redo the arrangements for all of the songs that are in this because this is a jukebox musical. Yeah, because it's gospel songs. So is it is it songs you usually hear in a church or is it... Not telling you. Okay. <laughs> You'll find out when we watch it. No, 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 that's fine. That's fine. I, I just, I always never saw this as a musical. Like, I guess I knew they were singing because there's a choir, mm-hmm. but I would never have seen this as a musical. It's kind of that sort of thing that, you know, the songs are diegetic as opposed to non-diegetic and it's a bit more it's not breaking into elaborate dance numbers what they're showing is the nuns singing Mm -hmm. as opposed to this kind of freaky friday singing where we've got biology and it's clearly like not happening in real world Mm -hmm. but it is so well the difference is the stage musical is a traditional musical they sing their inner thoughts and you have an i want song and all of these things but this is less traditional Mm -hmm. which is interesting yeah so this was released yes really positive reception has a 74 percent rating on rotten tomatoes i think it's going to be higher than back in the habit like when we cover sister act two don't tell me now but i feel like this one will do better the fact we haven't ever had a sister act three I think is telling. There is a Sister Act 3 in the works at the moment really? for Disney+. Plus. There of is course. also a remake of Sister Act rumoured. Which I think is a both? bad idea, personally. I, I don't know why you would do both. I think if you want to have both, mm-hmm. Sister Act 3 needs to be a soft reboot where you have Whoopi Goldberg as maybe the new Mother Superior, but you establish new characters that then should you want to do a Sister Act 4, you don't need Whoopi Goldberg in it. Yeah. It's kind of like mm-hmm. what maybe the newer Star Wars trilogy should have done more more of was mm-hmm. less reliance on these original characters. Yeah. But also giving us more well-rounded characters. So, film came out in 1992. Mm-hmm. In 1993... An actress called Donna Douglas and her partner filed a $200 million lawsuit against Disney, Whoopi Goldberg and Bette Midler, despite the fact that at this point she has nothing to do with this film anymore. Because they came up with the idea first? Because she wrote a book called A Nun in the Closet and they claimed that it was plagiarised to make Sister Act. Is Whoopi Goldberg's character gay in this? No. No. It's it in the closet can just mean hiding as well. Okay. They claimed that in 1985 they wrote a screenplay based off of that book. Yes. And that there were over a hundred similarities and plagiarisms between the movie Sister Act and the screenplay they wrote for that book. And they had later submitted that screenplay to Disney between 1987 and 1988. <laughs> now. They did not win. Did they settle out of court? No, they were offered to settle. They were offered a million dollars to settle. Usually, when you're offered to settle, that to me feels like a little bit of a, you know, admission of guilt. For Disney, like, yeah, they might have something to this and we might lose. Mm, you would think, because... But the fact that they then went forward with it and nothing happened kind of feels like, actually... Either it's just because Disney has better lawyers who argued and won for them, mm-hmm. or legitimately they were just trying to capitalise on something. 
I don't yeah. know. I've not seen Sister Act and I've not read Nuns in the Closet. Well, so in 1994, yeah. they went to court about mm-hmm. the whole thing. So they declined the settlement. Yeah. Got to be because certain. That's, that's kind of a drop, though, from 200 million lawsuit to here's a million dollars go away. Yeah. They're going to want to try and get the money. Uh, they did not get their money. The judge in the case found in favour of Disney. And at the time, the actress stated, yeah, they would have had to copy our script verbatim for us to have won anything. Because you can't yeah. sue over similarities. Like, there are some things, obviously, especially in music, where you can be like, that is exactly the same. So, Robin Thick and Blurred Lines had that issue, where essentially, I can't remember who sued them for it, but it was like, uh, this is my song. Yeah. And that song basically was found guilty of plagiarism. And I know Ed Sheeran was recently accused of it as well, with one of his, his songs off Divide. Mm. The one that's got... Um, it was Marvin Gaye. Yeah. Yeah, so it happens a lot. Mm-hmm. And it is... It's difficult. You yeah, know. of course. But it's, it, it also happens with books at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure there are so many authors that have tried to go... Well, look at the YA boom that happened around the end of Harry Potter, Hunger Games, yeah. Maze Runner... All I'm of those always, things happen at the same time. Yeah, I'm always very surprised that nothing was made a big deal out of with Fifty Shades, considering everyone knows it started its life as Twilight fan fiction. But I think the reason... The reason is Stephanie Mayer does not want to acknowledge that it was based off of Twilight. Exactly, because... I think she's been told to do that by yeah, her lawyers. Exactly, because she probably could make quite a bit of money, but is it worth the admission? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's really interesting. And yeah. yet, despite that, they'd have probably still been working at the same time on Sister Act 2. Mm-hmm. Like, quite actively knowing they're going to be sued over this, which is probably also why they'd have wanted to settle, because they're currently trying to make Sister Act 2, and they don't want to delay that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm intrigued. I've heard good things about this one. Like, how did it perform, like, box office then? And it, did it make Got a Got two long... Golden Globe nominations... Comedies, uh, for best imagine. musical or comedy cool. and best actress in a picture which was Whoopi Goldberg but didn't win didn't win anything but it is well liked it was a box office success it had 139 million domestically 92 million like world that's a lot foreign countries, time as well 231 million worldwide wow it so. was the 8th highest grossing film in 1992 yeah and then Batman Returns came out I mean, I do like Batman Returns. Yes. So yeah, people generally love Sister Act, which I like because I love Sister Act and it's great. Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg personally hired Carrie Fisher to rewrite all of her dialogue. And Does Carrie Fisher have a cameo in it? No. Okay. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg chose her name for it as well because the original character was going to be called Terry Van Cartier. Yeah. And she said she'd always wanted to play somebody called Dolores. So, why didn't she sign on for Order of the Phoenix then? <laughs> I'd love to see her in that. I'm glad she didn't because I think we got the perfect casting mm-hmm. for, for that Dolores. Amazing. <laughs> so, yes, I'm very excited. 
I feel like this, this is going to be a really positive one. Do you know anybody else that's in this? I know nothing. I'm sure we've got like some big uh, male name for the time as like Chief Mafia. Maybe she witnessed a crime. Maybe she's in witness protection and then they're out to get her because... No, because... I don't. Th I don't think she would be testifying. I really don't know why she's hiding with these nuns. <laughs> so we got Whoopi Goldberg as the main character. Maggie Smith is the mother superior. Yes. Harvey Keitel. Yeah, he's a name. His character, Bill Nunn, which absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Obviously, he's great. Mary Wicks and Kathleen Jimmy, who I also love. Which, if Bette Midler had been in this, this would have been their first film together. Instead of Hocus Pocus. Yeah. I love Kathleen and Jimmy. Yeah, she's she's amazing. Mm -hmm. I feel like she doesn't get as much praise for Hocus Pocus. Like, we focus on Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker. I love her. No, but she's absolutely incredible. Like, it's an ensemble piece. Like, don't get me wrong, Bette Midler's amazing, but it's the ensemble. Would you like to guess, as this was a major movie release, what the tagline for this film was? Utterly nonsensical. No. Could it be something to do with penguins, considering, like, we're going to have Batman Returns and the Penguin? Could they have been, like, <laughs> playing off Let's that? market this as if it's Batman. <laughs> Your penguin alternative. Yeah. No, I doubt that is. No, it was no sex, no booze, no men, no way. Okay, so she lives a certain lifestyle. Hmm. This must have been a Buena Vista. Like yeah, product, like it's distributed by Buena Vista. It's not yeah. Disney. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so she's definitely got kind of a criminal life. This is this is a big deal for her to go into the nunnery. Mm -hmm. It goes against everything she is. Sure. Cool. Yeah. Well, it's time to get into our habit. Absolutely. That's what the second one is called. <laughs> We're going to get into a habit yeah. of watching Sister Act. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it's Sunday. Seems appropriate that we're off to church. Yeah, basically. So we are going to go log on to Disney Plus mm -hmm. and we are going to watch Sister Act. Yep. And we will be back once the dust has settled and I can emerge out of the closet without <laughs> being apprehended for some reason. Sure. Got my nun outfit on. Yep. I don't. No, you don't, but I think it's a good look on me. Yeah, it suits you. <laughs> we will see you very, very shortly. And 
we are back. I have had a religious experience. You sure have. And maybe I've been changed for good. For good. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say for God, but you said for good. Yeah. Is it a musical? Yes. <laughs> now, I know on Disney Plus, because oh, that's Disney. where we watched it from, yeah. it says musical comedy. And they now have, I looked today, they have a musical section now, because, which they didn't before. Well, I think because they're priming for Aladdin to come out as well now. Yeah, but they have like, you know, they have all the collections. So they have like the DCOM collection, yes. the Star Wars collection. They, they now have mus the musicals yeah. collection. And Sister Act, both of them are in there. Arguably, the second Sister Act is more like a musical. That's the thing. However, they are both jukebox musicals. I know. In a different sense. I think that, sense. yeah, it's a very different sense. I'm not complaining. It feels mm -hmm. like the loosest kind of musical we've seen so far mm -hmm. because More the numbers than... are so far apart. And even when they are, they're not big, extravagant musical numbers. And sometimes it is just incidental music as opposed to big, old musical numbers. Kind of okay with that, though. So am I. But I think we talked about it last week. Yeah. That what makes something a musical? You mm -hmm. know, we've we discussed ideas for you know, potential spin-offs. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are films I would class as a musical, but when I search for musical movies, they're not there. Yeah. And that's because I think the music is background noise, but it's being sung by the actors in the film. So I would class that personally as a musical. Mm -hmm. And they actually have, and, and all those songs move the plot along. Yeah. And I would say they have more songs than Sister Act did. Mm -hmm. And they're not deemed movie musicals. Not complaining, I just, I think this is a very interesting classification of musical. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I thought you did. Yeah, I... Generally, I, I get a sense when we're watching something, how much you are enjoying yourself and yes. how much you are hating something. I, I felt like you... I think it's... This the, is just a good movie. Yeah, I think it's a good movie. Yeah. I'm surprised it's a PG <laughs> I don't think it would be anymore. It, well, I'm surprised it's got a PG classification on Disney Plus. Because we've seen the issues like online that Lizzie McGuire is having. Mm -hmm. The fact that they may not do a, another season because it's too adult. Yeah. And yet the themes of this one, some of the words said. Well, Hamilton's on here. Yeah, but Hamilton, they only got one use of the words. They definitely didn't. I was thinking about this the other day, and I know we talked about it when we watched Hamilton, but they dropped more than one F-bomb. Okay, but what I would argue in Hamilton's case, they knew how much of a coup it was yeah, to get I Hamilton. Sister Act isn't going to be that in demand in 2020. No, and I think whoever's job it was to decide whether or not they were going to be on here was like, oh yeah, Sister Act. Yeah, that's that's like a movie musical. That's fine. And they just put it on and nobody nobody was like watching through these movies to decide whether or not they're going on here. Which I don't have an issue with. No. At and all. It just Act... surprised me when we watch it and we get like a few instances of like swearing. I'm like, oh, yeah. Disney Plus. Well, and also the, I don't know what you call it. You know, the thing in the corner that tells you what the rating yeah. is and then it tells you why it's that yeah. so like tobacco references is the only one that's on there and i think so there's far worse references yeah, on this there's one. a murder and gambling and which sex gambling generally is on there yeah there's no so they only have to bill sex as a tag if you see 
characters, or it's heavily implied that characters are having sex, like a cutaway, if they just we, talk about it... Yeah, but we it is heavily implied because we actually see them getting dressed after the coitus. Yeah, but they're both dressed. No, they're getting dressed. Yeah, but no, like by the time... It's not like she's in her underwear. No, I know. I'm not... Again, I'm not yeah. complaining. I just think it's very interesting mm-hmm. what can and can't pass. It's like... Fifth Element, one of my favourite films, is a PG, but you see Mila Jovovich's breasts in it. And I always felt like, huh, this shouldn't be a PG. I don't know that I've seen The Fifth Element. <gasps> we need to watch The Fifth Element. It's great. Mm. But I always find it interesting what passes with some senses and what doesn't pass. And this got away with a lot more. Like, mm. I was thinking, surely this was a 12. No, it's a PG. Well, I am, like, ongoingly fascinated by how they decide the ratings for things. Mm-hmm. And... The whole situation with the changing of ratings and how things like Jaws should have had their ratings updated by now. Yes. But haven't because people, the people whose job it would be to do that, think back to their childhood and seeing things like Jaws and are like, oh, well, that was scary. We can just leave it as a 15 or an 18 or whatever it is. Exactly. Well, it's the same that uh, Clockwork Orange for the longest time was banned Mm -hmm. in the UK because of all the violence and everything Mm. but nowadays you can get it on blu-ray because things are different it Mm -hmm. it just interests me so we start in saint anne's in 1968 we sure do my mum would have been two (laughs) so whoopi's character is older than my mum excellent (laughs) quite a bit older than your mum yeah if she's in in school because she's 11 or 12 yeah so she's quite a bit yeah so yeah she's she's quite old by the time we hit the action in 92 this kid is incredible oh baby dolores is the spitting she's image so good and she has whoopies sass to a t her name is isis carmen jones yes and she also played the young well a de-aged version of whoopie goldberg yeah in star trek next gen cool yep i she was, she was perfect. Sometimes you get actors that are perfect, perfect casting for young version of you. There was a boy who was young Jack Black in like three films in a row. Mm. So he played like baby Jack Black in Tenacious D and in Nacho Libre. And there's another one and I can't remember what it was, but people were like, he's Jack making Black was good... just like, you, you will play me. <laughs> we will eventually watch Tenacious D in The Pick of Destiny. Mm. And you'll be like, did they go back in time to film this? Mm. Because he looks like Jack Black. It's yeah. great casting. My favourite de-aging of anything musical theatre related yeah. is um, when James Corden, who I do not generally like in musical theatre, yes. his Tony's... Get used to him because he's going to be in everything from now on. he is in everything. Um, that's not a bad thing. I could talk about that. We won't get into this. No. But his opening for the tony awards when he did that yeah he had baby james corden that kid was great <laughs> yeah you can get and some he really didn't good do any he didn't sing no or, he danced a little bit but it was kind of good yeah and they did a good job at, at choosing a kid that looked like james corden no but i think that's good you've got to find it and once you got yeah. that latch onto it for the next two three years because yeah. after that point it's done mm. well this girl has the strut yeah. Of Whoopi Goldberg down and her like attitude and her little like smirk yeah, she's, grin thing. She is Perfect. like I like that she is asked to name the apostles, but she names the Beatles. Because 
four, three of the four Beatles have apostle names. I mean, in fairness as well, though, look like they are the true apostles for a generation. Wait. I'm trying to... No, actually, two of them have apostle names. <laughs> Who George cares? isn't an apostle. But Ringo is. No. <laughs> so. so. That's funny, though. Yeah. And she's playing up to the class, and she's told you know what little girls like her become. And we cut to the lounge mentally. Yeah, we do, and it's great. It's a small... Like, this scene is probably no longer than a minute, a minute and a half. Mm. It doesn't need to be longer. We don't need to know more about Dolores's like upbringing. We just need to know she's got a background with the nuns. Yeah, she didn't find them agreeable. Nope. Cool. Mm-hmm. So her costume is amazing when we see her at the the lounge medley. Yeah, a lot of her costumes in this are fantastic. The crowd is not into this though. No. Well, he, it's kind of semi-suggested that this casino like isn't. It's not a big deal. Like, isn't good. Yeah. And also is is obviously it's a front mm. for some nefarious dealings. Yes. So it's not really being taken too seriously by its owners. Yeah. So they're not trying to make it good. Yeah, like this is a good medley to show her talent and her range, but also it establishes the character. I like that they're singing and dancing and she's just like singing into my game. You don't give it. You know, let's take yeah. this home. And it's great because like, even though they're on stage supposed to be professionals, they're not. Yeah, and even her backup singers, who are called the Ronelles, yeah, which is a mashup of the Shirelles and the Ronettes. Yeah, they don't care about this particularly. No, but why they're, would it's a they? job, and they're like, "Can we wrap this up now?" Yeah, it's great. It's a really nice one. I really think it's weird to see Harvey Keitel on TV and not be sold insurance by him. I a hundred percent did not put that connection together until you said that when we were watching it. That that was the same person. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. He's, I mean, he's he's aged. Obviously, he's an older man. Mm. But I feel like I always knew those adverts were weird anyway, because like here he is, this gangster trying to sell insurance and be like, oh, it'd be a real shame if uh, something shady happened to you. Yeah, we're going to go for a ride. And then it's oh. like, no, I'm here to pick you up. Like, it's definitely playing off the nostalgia for the character he'd have played in the 80s and early 90s. See, I, I feel like I don't know him from anything else. I recognize. Was he famously pl- always played a mobster? I, he had that voice. I recognize the name, and I'm embarrassed because Harley Keitel is a name I know, mm. but I couldn't tell you anything he had been in famously. I'm not a big fan of the gangster films. Like my experience of gangster is Angels with Filthy Souls and Angels with Even Filthier Souls. And if you like my Tommy Gun, get on the floor and say you love me. She. <laughs> yeah, like that's my experience of gangsters. It's and, and Bugsy. Like, yeah. I couldn't really tell you much about that. Like, I'm not a, I'm not inclined to want to see Goodfellas or The Godfather. I just, I have no interest in no. in those He's in films. In the Weeds. Is he? Mm-hmm. Cool. He's. I think he was in the one with no. He's in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I know he's in Pulp Fiction. I'm literally just scrolling through his cinematography now, yeah. and I really don't. I know very few of these. Yeah, this is it. If he's, any. And it's not a bad thing. And do you know what? He works being in this because he adds legitimacy to it. Mm-hmm. But also, it's it's quite nice to see him play like a toned down kind of like comical parody version of himself. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of twilight of his career. He's played these roles in the past. He's winding down now. The natural transition is that 
play jokier versions of those characters. Look at Robert De Niro. Mm -hmm. He's played this tough guy, and he started doing that when he started doing Meet the Parents and Meet the Fockers, because he knew it was time to transition into other parts of his career. He still does the odd yeah. gangster thing for now, mm -hmm. but he's also got a much more comedic CV. Yeah. So I think having him play this gangster, even though he's a softer version, it adds legitimacy and it does make him scarier yeah. without going too far. And mm -hmm. I, I think That's good casting. It's very good casting. I meant to point out when we talked about the lounge medley yes. that the three songs that they use, we have Heatwave, mm -hmm. My Guy, and yeah. I Will Follow Him, yeah. which are obviously then the used she all the way it. throughout the show. The I whole did not notice that. Film. The, yeah, those are the three songs that she sings. But cool. she's doing lounge versions of them. They're sped up yeah. no, this so that you cool. won't notice. I... <laughs> I like the line he says that divorce is worse than adultery. He's like, you know, I spoke to my priest and uh, divorce is bad, see? So I, I, I can't end up in hell. I can't end up in hell, but it's like, okay, so, but adultery is fine. Yeah. Say three Hail Marys and we're over it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, because he, he said if he uh, divorced his wife, he'd be um, what, cast out from the church. Which is always interesting. It's a He's, weird take for me. <laughs> it is, but like it's also really interesting because he clearly has a sordid lifestyle anyway. And he's like, yeah, yeah well, killing people isn't going to send me to hell, but divorcing love, my wife, I love that's a no-brainer. Weird, bad guy moral codes are but kind I, of my favourite Yeah, thing. I really like it. I really it's admire. It's like, where's your line? Your it's, line is divorce. But it's also okay. like the honour among thieves. It's kind yeah. of like... Typically, these mafias are big families and usually religious families. And because you've been brought into it, it's like there's an exception because this is this is a line of work. However, divorce is a personal thing. You've got work and then you've got personal. That is certainly how it's portrayed in movies. Yeah. Yes. And I, 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 I like that motif mm -hmm. in, in movies. I think it's okay. For sure. What's really good here, though, is we establish her lack of religious values. No, she does not care. Yeah. And that is so important considering where she's going to go. It's almost like the setup for the joke is... She's going to be a nun. Let's make it that she's having none of this. Yeah. She is having none of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you to laugh. I'm I didn't get a boo. I'm the nun jokes. Yes. I love the nun jokes. And we can now watch Musical Mash's uh, whole video where he watches Sister Act. I'm very excited. Anything Musical Mash, I am... I know, same. But his whole thing is he, he makes nun jokes. Well, I know, and it's obviously very difficult because we have to watch... You know, from his amazing lineup, yeah, ones that I will get that yeah. won't spoil things. Mm -hmm. So I've seen a lot of his content anyway, yeah. But I'm seeing more now and like really starting to appreciate, mm -hmm. which is which is cool. Well, so he did Sister Act and Sister Act Two, and he watched them back to back with his friends. Oh god, like Empty Room yeah. and Voldemort and that lot, and it's so funny because they're two separate videos released like months apart <laughs> and sister act two he's like we're already drunk this is great <laughs> and the reason we're already drunk is because we've already watched sister act one and it's amazing i love musical mash so i couldn't tell already dolores is quitting but not because of harvey Keitel. Mm -mm. and then no she is quitting because of him no i know but she says to the girls but not because of him yeah Quitting for myself. I'm quitting for myself, but really yeah. it's because of him. And just as she's about to leave, in come Harry and Marv, the wet bandits. Yeah. Basically. That's basically who they are. And we got a throwback to another film I really like. Muppets? 
what's in the box. What's in the box? I said Muppets because what's in the box is a dead Muppet. Well. He has skinned a Muppet and made it into a coat. He's skinned Gonzo (laughs) and he gives her the MacGuffin coat. Mm Mm-hmm. Basically, the wife's coat. All this, all this coat serves. Yeah. Is to get her from the dressing room. Yes. Into his office, which she was doing anyway. To witness a moider. Yeah. It, it's a MacGuffin coat. It, but it, it, it's a really good one because you're kind of like, oh, he does love me, and then they see her, her name's name embroidered in it. He's so stupid. He is so stupid. Because like this suggests that either do you know what no not either not enough time has elapsed for him to go home and get this coat so he's obviously sent someone to do it for him yeah he sent someone to his home been like there's this like coat get just choose a coat out of my wife's wardrobe that would fit dolores (laughs) and bring it back for her so not only does his wife clearly keep this coat even though it's hideous like that's clearly the kind of thing she would. Like I'd to love wear. to have seen his wife in this film. Why didn't we see his wife? Who would you cast as his wife? I don't know. I, I don't think, know. I think I, I would say I would say cast Whoopi Goldberg in a dual role, but it's very different. Yeah, I get her to you play just... also the wife, and it turns out that she just is like a younger version. But it's like the joke in the Muppets where <laughs> where Fuzzy Bear and Kermit are twins, and no one can tell them apart. It's like the opposite of that, where like we don't look anything alike. Like they, nobody's like. Yeah. I mean, what would his priest say? Come on, you messed up the coat. You are a fool. He's not, yeah, that's just stupid. And also... He's obviously been running this con for a really long time. But yeah, like, is his wife not going to miss her favourite MacGuffin coat? Like, she's going to be like, do you know where my, my Muppet coat went? You would assume so, because it's not it's exactly inconspicuous. What, is he going to be like, yeah, I chose to wear it to the office. Like, what's the reason for it going? Well, like, if he is, so he's clearly this mobster. Yeah. The kind of lifestyle that you imagine for him is that his wife doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so how did they sneak it out of the house? Why wasn't she at home? Where was she? Getting her nails done. Or her hair done, obviously. Because that fits into the stereotyping as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. Because, like, he's supposed <laughs> to be this evil genius and he's stupid enough to give her a coat with the wife's name inside I know. I love that we're spending so much time talking about its opening. Like Anyway. <laughs> it, it, the film glosses over it so much faster than we have. This is a whole MacGuffin scenario. Yeah. Of like, she needs to end up in, uh, what do you call it? Witness protection. Yeah, exactly. So she's going to see him bust a cap. Yeah. Do you and... know what this, this instrumental piece of music for this entire scene is just called The Murder? <laughs> One of my favourite bits is as she's going to see him, going into the office, she's rehearsing the breakup and she's like responding to his imaginary comeback. She does so like just... four different versions. Yeah, I love yeah. it. It's great. <laughs> so she goes in and as she goes in, we get the shot and he's like, oh, hi, how are you? But it's not even him that kills the guy. No, it isn't. But she witnesses it and she's like, what's up, babe? The Foley noise for the silencer is pretty much the Foley noise for any silencer in any movie and video game of the 90s. I remember playing GoldenEye on the Nintendo 64 and that same noise. That took me back to my... It's a great game, but I feel like, you know, that Foley probably shouldn't have been used as much. Mm -hmm. So she's lost her momentum. She hears them 
plot to murder her. She's like, oh yeah, no, okay, I'll, I'll catch you later. She doesn't break up with him. And she goes, and he's like, she didn't take that well, did she? Killer. It's like the scene, ironically, it's the scene in The Lion King where Scar tells the hyenas to kill Simba. But this time... But he gives them a head start to But Scar, this time yeah. the hyenas are chasing the other hyena. Yeah. Oh yeah, because she's Shenzi. Yeah. Yeah. So, ironically. Yeah, so she... <laughs> She gets away. She gets away by running through the building and managing to come up in the floor of the casino. Yeah, through one of the grates. Despite grades. the fact that she goes upstairs to his office. Well, I think she's gone down. They, they've also run downstairs as well. Like, we're never shown her going No, we're downstairs. not. But like suspension of disbelief. I like to believe that this whole place is just like a weird like hill. It's, no, it's, what it is, is like she went through a portal. Mm. So she goes to tell the popo. Mm-hmm. And, and we get sweaty Eddie. Yep. Tapes aren't enough to convict and all the witnesses have disappeared. Well, great police Tapes work. Tapes are enough to convict, actually. Apparently not. You can't disprove somebody's voice, surely. Yeah, but she's having none of his excuses. Yeah. Yeah, no. She's like, yeah, I don't care about any of this. Yeah. She's... she's, she's... Why are you laughing at that? Is that a joke? Yeah, she's having none. Oh, sorry, I didn't get it. <laughs> good, that's what I want. And that's that wasn't a, a joke. good enough joke. Um, and yeah, she she just wants more support. And he's like, I have an idea. And it's off to the nunnery. Off to San Francisco we go. And Which she, you didn't realise. You thought we were still in Reno. I saw, I saw the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It just, because it's such a dirty area of San Francisco, I felt like we were still in like Reno and it's like you know how you've got like a fake Eiffel Tower in Vegas like we just went over the fake Golden Gate Bridge in Reno yeah sure she she says a great line to Sweaty Eddie mm -hmm. these people don't even have sex like they don't even like Did you know how dare you put me somewhere where I can't even have sex do you want to guess what the instrumental uh, for this whole scene is called mm. none fun no What's called getting into the habit. <laughs> That's very clever. I know. So a hundred thousand dollars out on her is a big old number. What would you do with a hundred thousand dollars? A hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Go to Disneyland. <laughs> cool. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Maggie. That's not enough to do much else with. No. No, it isn't really, is it? So it's not that much. She's not worth. But very for much killing money. one person, like. Is it worth it? Is it worth killing Dolores for a hundred thousand, or is it kind of like a million? That's not, yeah, that's not a lot of money to no. kill someone. It isn't like it's. It, I don't know. It's it's like he's dismissive. He don't, he wants to be caught. Like I think he's bored of this life of crime. He's like, yeah, no one's going to go for a hundred thousand. Good. We'll say it. We'll act like I care, but okay. Maggie Smith always concerned for the safety of her flock, but money talks. Yep. Until she sees Whoopi Goldberg and she's like, in and straight back out going. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I, I I completely get it. She knows that this is gonna, this is gonna put her sisters at risk. Mm -hmm. But also, is it going to be worth all the hassle? Because it is going to affect her day to day life. Like she doesn't want to instill, I guess, kind of a rogue element mm -hmm. that the other nuns will pick up on. Yeah. You no. Know, so she's got to think about that. You know, actual safety, but also their habits. Mm. I like the talk that they have 
when she's like, yeah, I've got a lot of respect for what you do. And, you know, you're married to the old JC. <laughs> and it's <laughs> like... <laughs> you're his old lady. Your small talk Maggie is Maggie Smith just sat there with no facial expression, being incredible as usual. And she's like, well, we will do this, but you've got to wear something more appropriate, so come with me. Mm-hmm. And Whoopi Goldberg is dressed as a penguin. She sure is. I love that she screams. We hear her scream through the whole... Yeah, I like shots like that. Screen. It's like the shot of... um ross shouting my sandwich and you've got a shot of central park and all the birds like flying out exactly the same (laughs) she does look really different though like i think hiding her hair is the biggest thing like Mm. that's the most noticeable difference for whoopi goldberg is Mm. just the lack of the hair because it is she has such big hair yeah she has great hair. i think it's one of the things that's most like definitive about her is is her hair which is super interesting because generally she now wears it in braids. I know. But I think at the time I was so used to whenever I saw her in TV or films, it was with this sort of hair. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting, yeah. <laughs> she has no table manners. And she's asked to give a weird blessing. And she's just like, eh, rub-a-dub-dub, uh, thanks for the grub. Yeah, they ask to Give us our day, our daily I understand bread. why she says yes to that. <laughs> I Why would she, you say yes? Because she doesn't know what to do, so she thinks yes. But she's gotten out. Maggie Smith, as Mother Superior, is already saying, you don't have to, it's fine. Yes. What I really like is... And we meet Kathy and Jimmy. Well, before we meet her, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a really funny bit where Mother Superior is introducing everyone to Dolores, and she's talking... Um, about discipline and we get a shot of the table mm-hmm. and there's this really old nun I don't think we see her again but she's she's kind of got like a neutral face but the second Mother Superior says discipline she has the biggest grin on her face like yeah this is what I came to Catholic is it Church not Lazarus? for it might be but she's she just like, that's her thing but she has the biggest smile on her face like yeah give me some yeah, discipline yeah no she's the one that ends up running the she runs the choir yeah I didn't know if it was her at first I love her her whole character arc is that she loves discipline yeah but I, I, I honestly, it made me laugh so much. It's just like mm-hmm. neutral to yes. We meet my number one girl, Kathy and the Jimmy. Is she still is... your number one girl, like in Hocus Pocus, or is it Bette Midler? It's always Bette Midler. I'm sorry, but in this movie, she's of fan. the nun. She Kathy is. She's number none. She, based on all of my, she oh is God, second to none. She is second to none. <laughs> um, accept <laughs> <laughs> that one. She, based on all of my research, she sounds like she was an absolute riot to be on set with. Oh, yeah. Because for all of the Reno stuff, they were on location in Reno and they all stayed in the hotel above the casino, the real place. And they all like partnered up for rooms. Yeah. And the her and Wendy McKenna, who was another one of the nuns, yeah. they shared a room and they would like, just wear their habits all the time. There's a story about them ordering food service to their hotel room, but they ordered alcohol and like food to their hotel room, put rude movies on the TV with the volume all the way up. Build to like the Disney Corporation. I know, but they had- Hot lunch. Whenever somebody would deliver food, one of them would answer in their nun's outfit and the other one would be sat on the bed watching the movie like, writing notes or something and they had a bet (laughs) to see if they could get a reaction from the waiters and 
Wendy McKenna could never not laugh, so she lost her bet with Kathy and Jimmy. That's brilliant. That's they also would go and sit at the actual tables yeah. in the casino and play code call she would. Of course she would. Yeah, but in their habits, and then they would sit with like whiskeys in front of them and drink. That them. final scene where they're running away, which mm-hmm. like nuns on the run, spoiler at the end. Amazing. I bet they just actually filmed them on a night out and they were like, by the way, can you just have this moment here? Go back to your fun now. Yeah. So she refuses her food because it's disgusting. So Mother Superior's like, hmm, maybe you should fast then. No, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'll put some salt on it. It's fine. No. Take it away. And she's like, oh, oh. And there's a really nice shot like that carries on when they're in the garden. And she sees this big tomato and she's like going to grab it. And one of the nuns, it must Lazarus, be Lazarus, yeah. looks at her and she's just like, don't you dare touch my tomato. I'm not doing anything. And then she does it. She did it. The cheeky Dolores. And then she hides it in her... Um, in her habit. Robe. Yeah. It's fantastic. Maybe the habit's the head bit. Is that what it is? Yeah. Fair. So Vince isn't happy at the interrogation. Like, you know. No. They've his got, lawyer is supposed to... Why are they wasting to, my time? Yeah. His lawyer's supposed to keep him out of having to go and have these interviews yeah despite the fact that they so far as he's aware they have no proof but he figures out at this point Dolores is helping the police and he mm-hmm. ups it to a quarter of a mil still not enough no I mean that's only a hundred and fifty thousand dollars extra I say only like <laughs> a quarter of a mil would be great but it still isn't enough when now he's starting to be like sweating it a little bit because oh we might be in trouble hmm and we cut back to the nunnery and Dolores is not happy with her cell. Where's the furniture? Where's the phone? What's she going to do? Mm-hmm. It's 9pm. It's bedtime. <laughs> I suggest you think about your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, damn, Maggie Smith. <laughs> yes. Maggie Smith in this, for, for a, her character, right, is supposed to be this nun who has risen through the ranks she's now in charge she cares so much about the nuns that are in her care you would think she would be like less judgy well she does also have like a good like pun game because mm. she says that by the sounds of it your singing career was almost non-existent Ooh. that's terrible <laughs> but what i really like is she says hmm well god has brought you here take the hint <laughs> yeah that's a good one it's a really good line and she's like sassy nun and i you know i i, I liked that you know i liked that she was giving as good as she got mm-hmm. it just it was it was nice yes Whoopi goldberg is given lots of chores to do yeah including cleaning a car which she seems but to have a good time with the worst bit of all of this i didn't know this i really had no idea mm-hmm. did you know there's a 5 a.m I didn't. No, I've never been awake that early. There's a 5am? <laughs> yes. So, there she is doing her chores. Mm-hmm. And then it's choir time. And they're not very good, are they? No, they're really not. And I've got to say, no, considering we, we how... we see them in church yeah. on the, the Sunday, because she's been there a week now. It's barren, there's no one there. There's nobody in the church. Half the church has scaffolding up in it, so there's a really room for anyone anyway. Where is faith? Where is celebration? It's not here. I have faith, and I have celebration. How about I introduce you to them? Do. <laughs> but, for the record, I held up my fists. 
mm-hmm. before anyone else wonders what I was referencing as faith and celebration. Hey, you're being rude fists. now. This is a PG show. No, I know. I'm gonna. Daniel. I am, <laughs> yes, I just wanted to 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 mention that. <laughs> yeah, the, the the choir are bad, and and they should feel bad. Yeah, but I think when you look at how talented they are later on, it's obviously not their fault. No, I just mean like. That must have been the hardest bit of this, is teaching them to sing badly. No, it's really not hard. Is it not hard? With a choir. No, you just give them all different tracks. Yeah. It's fine. I just think it might go against their instinct that they would probably know to stop, because this isn't right. They probably had a good time not doing it. Yeah. This is probably a good time to mention that Mary Robert, the little one, Yeah. Uh, it's not her singing. Fair. She has a vocalist called Andrea Robinson, cool. who is... Singing voice. Did they get credited at yes. least? Good, so it's not another My Fair Lady. No. Good. Maggie Smith hangs her head in shame, mm-hmm. and she should. Mm-hmm. This choir is embarrassing. Yeah, and even the priest is stood there like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're talking a little bit about like their backgrounds and how one of them was an air stewardess. Oh, so Kathy and Jimmy yes. says her mother always said to her she would either be, because she's so cheerful, she would either be a nun or an air stewardess. They are very similar jobs, to be fair. Obviously, yes. You know. Very they, similar. They do technically both bring you closer to God. One on a spiritual level, but the other one on like, you know. A physical a plane. A physical plane, literally. One of my favourite lines, newfangled convents are the work of the devil. It's like Lazarus. Yeah, let's go back to Vancouver. I'd like to see a spin-off where we see Vancouver. Uh, let's have a Lazarus origin. I want origin. to see <laughs> Lazarus origin story. Because <laughs> she's crazy. Yeah. And yeah, Reno is bursting with sin, is, is her phrase. It's like, it's bursting with sin. Yeah. You've got the ladies of the night. You have. And you've got the gambling. <gasps> yeah. She's having fun with chores though now. Yeah, she enjoys cleaning the car. Yeah. And I think it's because there's music playing. And, like, Maggie Smith can see this. No, and she meets Sandy, the dog, but doesn't bring this Sandy home. No. Is Sandy still searching for this little orphan? He's Yeah, he's cute. There's a leak in the police. Mole, yes. Is it Gotham? No. Because Gotham City Police Department exclusively have leaks. Yeah. So I They're just almost. I wondered if this was set in like the Batman universe. Like would Batman save the day? Hundred percent this is set in the Batman universe. I would love it if Batman came at the end and saved the day. He just like throws a batarang into like Harvey Kotel's arm and then he just nods at Whoopi Goldberg and like flies off with his grappling hook. <laughs> <laughs> so Sister Mary Roberts is very cute. She comes in, she offers her alarm, she's I had trouble at first. Here's my alarm. Mm. And do you want to know what her, her backstory is in the stage musical? Because they obviously they can flesh it out a bit more. It's yes. longer. I feel like there's more to know about her. And again, if we were to do a reboot or like an origin story, I'd like to know more about her character. Well, you get that in the stage show. Yeah. Because in the stage show, she has, you find out that she has always lived here. She was left on the doorstep as a child, as a baby. Is that why she has a different costume to everyone else? She has a different costume because she's a postulant. Which means she's... I'm sure there's a cream for that. They say that in the show. Do they really? Yeah. <laughs> or I think somebody says, oh, that's I okay. I could write musicals. I think Dolores says it's like, oh, that's okay. We've all done that. 
or something like that. Like we've all been there, which is equally funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, it just means she's a nun in training, like Maria at the start of Sound of Music. I love the expression "nun in training." She's a knit. She's a postulant. She's a knit. And then you find out that she has all these. She's she's like always known that she was going to be a nun because of the way she was raised. But then I mean, if you're raised in a nunnery, like. But she sings, she has a whole song in the stage musical called The Life I Never Led about all of these things that she's dreamed of doing her whole life. And it's like she's never swum in the ocean or anywhere. Yeah. She's never been swimming. She's never kissed anyone. Do you think nuns have gap years like the Amish where they can go out and do what they want and then like they have to make a decision? But they can't do everything they want. But whilst they're on their gap years, they I think have that's to a decide. very specific sect of Amish. Yeah. But like, you know. Is it consequence free? Like, could you go out and do all this bad stuff and then go back and be like, yeah? Probably not. I know you can repent everything, but like... It'd be difficult to go back, wouldn't it? Yeah. But generally, people have had a life before they become postulants. Yeah. That is, she, no, that is very interesting, because I think, actually, you don't often think about what people are giving up to follow these lives. Mm. And for some people, they're giving up knowing full well they've never had it. What You can't miss what you never had. Mm-hmm. But actually, are you going to have regrets? It would it make you doubt it more so if you never had it? And feel like you know, at least if I'd had these experiences and then came, yeah. I would know that this was the right path for me. So it, you know, she's an interesting character. Yeah. Well, her whole thing in the stage musical as well is she's never let herself feel pride. Yeah. Because pride is a sin. Well, so this is it. And so she's so meek and mild. Yeah. And it's because she believes in it so much. Yeah, she, and she has to make herself act that way. Yeah. Because otherwise she would be a personality. Which I can complete. And she, you know. It's so interesting. I definitely think that she is better for Whoopi Goldberg's presence. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. I would say this whole church is better for Whoopi Goldberg. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting. It's like, yes, we've done it the stuffy old way. Let's have it a little bit more hip. And it's so funny that it's better for the influence of somebody who isn't religious. Mm-hmm. But it's not like Whoopi Goldberg doesn't get anything from them as well. Like, she becomes a better person. Yeah. I wouldn't say she converts. But it's don't... very mutually beneficial. Exactly. They sneak out of the church to disco. Mm-hmm. And... We have my favourite line in this This jukebox got anything on it from Sound of Music is a great line. Mm-hmm. I like that one. What's your favourite music? My favourite line in this scene is if this becomes a nun's bar i'm leaving yeah which it's also obviously a gay bar yeah like which is i don't know whether that was the choice that was made when this film was being made or if it is just like we're sisters we're close yeah Like, it is just a really weird... All of the guys that are there, I think they're supposed to be bikers. They're dressed like they're in the YMCA. Honestly, I was expecting Arnold Schwarzenegger to come in and, like, ask one of the bikers for his clothes. Yeah. But they look... They don't look like somebody's really thought about what bikers dress like. They look like somebody went, oh, yeah, there's a biker in the YMCA. We'll dress them like that. That This scene is really fun. I, I like... You know, the nuns having fun and dancing. Mm-hmm. You know, they pull up a random girl and they dance with her and then they... Just and the girl's back. looking really confused. But like, okay, I'll go with it. And then they go back and they're sneaking back in and then students out of bed, 10 points from Gryffindor. But she's not wearing her tartan nightdress. So no, uh... but this is her... Bef- this is McGonagall's gap year. Like, she, she's definitely... Sure. That's her year in the muggle world. Well, I think actually what's happened here is, you know... 
Dumbledore has asked to go undercover, he's had rumblings of he who must not be named's return. Mm-hmm. He's like, you've got to go to San Francisco and I want you to hide in a convent. So actually, she's also in witness protection. They're all in witness protection. Yeah, there's a, you told me there's a theory that every character is in witness protection <laughs> has no idea. Musical mash, yeah. Uh, is that musical mash? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Whoopi doesn't want to be sent away. She'll do anything to stay. Just like Maria, she'll do mm-hmm. anything. And... The anything that she ends up having to do... Is sing in the choir. Yes. And now, she... Maggie Smith doesn't say she has to fix the choir. No. She just says, you have to go sing in the choir. I think, though, she knows that basically the, the implication is you've got to fix it. Because yeah. she's she's ashamed by it. Well, she says, from this point on, you only have one job. And yes. that is to sing. You will not do chores. You won't be cleaning anything. You are just going to wake up, pray... Go to bed, sing. Like, that's it. That's all you're doing. Which is fair. I I definitely think it is her secret shame that she has such a poor choir. Because it is a vital duty for the Sunday service to praise the Lord. And it's not working. And it's an embarrassment to God. Mm. And she knows that even... I don't think she's saying go and be as hands-on as you're going to be. But Mm. her voice is enough to make everyone sound better. Yeah. She's got professional experience. But I think the implication is save the day and she is she's going to save this choir and thankfully my ears thank goodness she yeah and makes it turns them out sing. that they were all in the wrong section yes and so she... they were all jumbled up together and not singing the right parts and kathy and jimmy was ruining this the because she was too big because she was too cheerful i can't remember what section she was in was she a soprano i don't remember they're all words to me she must be She's so she makes them much more organised, and she's so nice to Mary Roberts, and it's lovely. There's a word for this mutiny. Yeah, <laughs> she's great. I just the problem is I can just hear her from Hunchback of Notre Dame, and I really wish she'd yeah, just been like CGI gargoyle instead. Like I feel that would have been really funny if you just had this one church gargoyle with like mm, discipline, yeah. <laughs> mutiny. It'd be funny if she only ever spoke in one word as well. Like that was her gimmick. So, I love her. And I love Alma, who is the nun that plays the piano. Yeah. <laughs> who's deaf. Yeah, I love I think it's great. It's five minutes of work for two seconds of, like, you know, um, choir. But it's so much worth it. They sing one chord for two seconds. And it's better instantly. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question? Sure. How do you measure a year in the life? Uh, coffee. How about popes? You measure in popes. Yes, because Mary Lazarus has four popes. Has she seen four popes? Four popes. That's, That's how she measures I, life. I love how Dolores gets around Lazarus here, and she does it by being like, how often they, do they rehearse? And Lazarus says they rehearse like once a week. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, no. No, they need to work harder than that. We need more discipline. They need to rehearse every day. It's hard and work. it's like brilliant. Amazing. Because yeah. that works on her straight away. Exactly. Like she's so good. And then they so feel good. like they're in cahoots. Yeah. Which is the way to win people over sometimes. 100%. This choir will boost attendance. Mm-hmm. And every nun is shocked at how good they sound. Yes. They are. And their voices call the flock. Mm-hmm. And we get the edgy 90s teens dressed in their Sunday best. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that they always stay that way. Mm-hmm. They don't ever, like, come to church with values. They always stay the same, which is quite nice. I feel like that's a modern thing. Like, God doesn't care what you wear as long as you're there. 
that's always kind of what I've got the vibe of church to be like yeah it depends I mean obviously don't go with your hail satan t-shirt but like what's that kids book cover that's like time to summon demons yeah I mean obviously like let's keep it appropriate for religion but like I don't think God's going to care if you're there in your leather jacket and you know khakis I think you've just got to be there yeah as long as you don't throw up on the altar you're fine (laughs) (laughs) you turn to dust the second you walk through I don't know how I haven't turned to dust yet. I would have been Thanos. It would it would have looked like the end of Infinity War. I don't know how I wasn't instantly like smoked on the spot. <laughs> Mother Superior is not impressed though. No, because they sing her version of They sing pop music. Yeah. So They sing I Will Follow Him. I did write she's gonna change her tune, just like the choir has, if the Reverend likes it. Mm-hmm. And, and she uh, doesn't. I love it. Well, so she calls out Whoopi Goldberg going, that's, you know, I'm done with you. I'm I'm done with this nonsense. Mm-hmm. And then in comes the reverend, the bishop. I don't know what his title was. But... He's Monsignor. So in comes... credited as Bishop O'Malley. So in comes O'Malley. Yeah. The alley cat O'Malley. <laughs> and he's like, it's innovative. It's inspiring. And I'm thinking, that's a review. That, you know, you could put that on posters. Oh, sorry. He's Monsignor O'Hara. Okay. He's O'Malley in the stage show. Oh, okay. So O'Hara mm-hmm. comes in and is like, yeah, great. So Whoopi and Goldberg, they... to her credit, to Dolores' credit, is like, I didn't do this. This is Mother Superior, mm-hmm. which I actually think is a nice thing. Yeah. She would never tell you this because it's such an underhanded compliment. It is because it, it works to make it like, you can't undo this now. Yeah. But also, actually... It is her doing. Like, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg could have been like, yeah, no one else wanted me to this, but I've done it. I actually think she's not there to sow seeds of, of discontent. Mm. She's a team player. And yeah. I think even though she doesn't want to be here, she's grown to already have respect for these people. You know, and, yeah. and is like, yeah, I'm not going to make anyone think that I should be better than her. Mm. This came from her. It works both ways. And I think it's very clever. I love that all of the nuns are listening at the door, though. And that when the Monsignor arrived, he also stops yeah. and listens at the door I before thought he went fantastic. in. It is funny. So we get a nice montage mm-hmm. of them cleaning up the area. And she's like, we've got a grader. We're going to go into the community. But we can't go into the community. It's dangerous to go alone. And they're like, mm, actually, if we go into the community... People might come to the church because... Mm. So they, they get a nice montage of them cleaning up. So this is another thing with Kathleen and Jimmy. Yes. Who is growing to be my favourite person over the course of my research. Yes. In the original script, or the original way that it was going to run... Yeah. Kathleen and Jimmy's nun character was supposed to stand outside the um, adult store. I did write this. And she was supposed to pick it against people going there and Kathy and Jimmy said that it went against her human rights to pick it against like adults. small business yeah um so instead they had her sell raffle tickets I thought it was really funny because what it basically is they're bouncing it because what it is is someone goes to walk in and they're standing there and he's like no I'm not going to yeah I but so think... she was supposed to be holding a sign I think it's that, funnier like, having it her and Lazarus bounce it yeah. Like, I think that's, that's just funny. It's kind they're of like, supposed to be selling raffle tickets because that's what it was rewritten as. And they're holding raffle tickets. But they don't scene. actually do anything. They, we just, don't see them selling. You know, this weird guy go, tries to go in and then he's like, oh, no, I can't go in front of the nuns. They yeah. can't see my shame. Yeah, this montage is a lot of fun. But 
I'm worried that, that Dolores is going to get recognised. Oh, my days. We do meet the wife. Oh, my God, we do. She's watching TV and she's there seeing I Dolores. I completely forgot about that. She's the blonde woman. She is. So yeah. she sees that. or It's not the wife. It's just another one of it's his one mistresses. Of no, it's definitely the wife because she's like, we should send them money. Yes. And and he's not even looking. He and doesn't he say just that looked, at all. He just looked. It's, yeah. You're like, you're sat there going, oh. Do you ah! think that she knows? No. You don't think she's like a mob wife? No. Okay. They everything in their house is like gaudy. I I think she knows that there's money, but I don't think she knows where. Well, I suppose the money if your comes. husband owns a casino, you would yeah. assume that there's going to be money. Exactly. What's nice about this is that the nuns did need modernising, and actually, this place is looking a lot nicer for it and and making it modern. It's helping them. Mm-hmm. The press involvement is this going to be her undoing? Eddie's not worried about her. He's worried about the case. Yeah. Like, for me, there's not enough fleshing up Eddie's character because, like, later on he comes to be like, I've grown accustomed to your face. Mm-hmm. When actually his, his involvement is always just stay put because I'm, I'm more worried about the job, the job, the case, keeping, you know, him behind bars. Yeah. I'd like to see more between them. Like, it would have been quite nice if they had, like, a candlelit dinner and she's like, oh, you're more than just a policeman. Mm-hmm. Does this pass your what's the what's the test? The Bechdel test. The Bechdel. Does yeah, this... it does because they talk about like the music and stuff. Yeah, for a really long time. There's a lot of talking about. I thought well, the first conversation between Whoopi Goldberg and uh, Maggie Smith passes it because they're talking about Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. No, I thought it would. I thought it would, but. I guess because the whole the point of the Bechdel test is how long they talk about their interests and not men. Yeah. Now I wondered that because talking about Jesus and God, who are notably depicted as men, mm. would that affect the Bechdel test? Uh, yeah, but they don't spend this whole movie talking. No, about they that. don't. They don't. And I just wondered, like, would it pass it, or would it be, w- would it not, on a technicality? But the, you know, I do. I really do like the 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 cast of characters here. Like, I think they've done a really good job writing them mm. and actually just, like... Everyone has a really clear personality. Yeah, I, it's it's really well written. And I, and I like this. It's quite nice that, you know, I joke about her going on a candlelit dinner with Eddie, but I quite like that Whoopi Goldberg doesn't end up with a man. Oh. That would be a subplot. Like, I could imagine that. No, being... in the stage show, she ends up with him. Yeah, which I, I don't know if I want that. But you get a lot more of their relationship. It's not just like, oh, I like him now. So this is only about 98 minutes, the film. Yeah, and the stage musical's over two hours. So you have got half an hour, and the easiest half an hour to fit is a romance, in the same way that School of Rock doesn't have a romance in the film, but does. I think it does. They don't do anything with it, but it does. No, they don't, because, you know, Rosalie starts falling for him, he's like, the music, yeah. But the stage show... I'd love to see a film version of the stage show, like a, a not like filming of the stage show. I want to see a professionally filmed version with Alex Brightman and Sierra Burgess. But what I was going to say was also. Do they like, kiss at the end of the stage show? Yeah. Cool. It's really cute. Like they they get together, um, and I like that. I I like that. I'd like to see an actual, you know, a, a Hollywood film of the same way they're doing for Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. I'd be so on board with seeing School of Rock, and you can get Jack Black as a cameo, as like, you know, the. the host of Battle of the Bands. Yeah. 
anyway, back to the sister act. I really, I'm glad she doesn't fall for him here. But if this was a two hour long film, the romance would be fleshed out. Mm -hmm. I can see both ways. There's like, a lot of fleshing out in the station. Which I'd be happy with if it's fleshed out well. Mm -hmm. So we sing, my God. My God. <laughs> it's a good reimagining. Like you said, like this it. is a jukebox musical, but they've reimagined them. Mm -hmm. And the nuns are so much better. This church is alive with the sound of music. Yep, the scaffolding's gone. Yep. They fixed the church because they're handing around the basket every Sunday now and they're mm -hmm. getting money from it. Yeah, but we still have the 90s teens out of their Sunday best. Yeah, and a lot of just normal people in off the street. How long do you think then this montage has gone on for? I think it's a... They say that it's been two months. Yeah. At the end of the movie when they say how long she's been there. So it's so been it's two a months. months. So yeah, yeah they, they, you know, they've been going for about eight to nine weeks, mm -hmm. and nobody's told them that like they're a tire from Yeah, because we've got like a two-week time span for the end of the movie. Do you think that when they knew the Pope was coming, they'd be putting the nineties teens aside and being like, "Dress in your best, His Holiness the Pope is coming." No, <laughs> because Fair. that would be disingenuous. No. It is the highlight of their week, like, you know, and they, they come out going, oh, we love this, it's the best part of our week. And I mm -hmm. do think it's important to show that the, the, the nuns should have something to look forward to, that they are still people, and obviously their duties are to God, but they should still, like, you know, Sunday's a day of rest mm -hmm. and worship, and actually, for them, it's something to look forward to, and that I think is really nice, they're doing their duties, but it's, it's fun for them. And we learn that the Pope wants a special concert. Yes. Will he drop dead from shock? Will Mary Lazarus go to five? Probably. Because I think that's Mother Superior's biggest concern is this is too modern. He won't appreciate it. But then, of course, he'll appreciate it. If he's heard about it. That's why, why he's not coming to hear them sing normal choir songs. Exactly. He's not coming because they're a good choir. He's coming because they're doing something new and different. And this is the thing with Mother Superior. She is so stuck in the old ways that she doesn't realise that actually for you know them to do their jobs they have to evolve mm. ironically with the times because they're fighting everything nowadays as well as like you know tv shows and rock music you know they're fighting all these different distractions and mother superior just hasn't evolved with the times and she's stayed behind and that's why the church was so bad mm. they've had you know, some, some really good reception from the press. You know, good reviews of like, look at them go out into the community. Look at them make a difference in this area. Look at how they're getting people in. And the Pope is looking at that thinking, yes, that's what the Catholic Church should be having. We need more of that in the news. And I think Mother Superior is very detrimental at this point to her flock. Yeah. And, and I think that's is, really interesting. I think it's a, it is a little bit born of... I don't want to say jealousy, but I think it is a kind of jealousy where it's, she's like, oh, I'm obsolete. It is it is very, very minor Buzz Lightyear syndrome. Yeah. Like, it's not as bad as it has been in other musicals, but I think that it's not because she's petty that how dare they like Dolores more than me. Yeah. But it's, I also feel that... She hasn't done anything wrong. No. But she also hasn't tried to do anything new. But I'll tell you what it is as well. Is I think she knows that Dolores doesn't care she's only here because of that and i think there is an element of frustration that yeah. she she won't and i think she says it 
You're so, not staying. Yeah, when you leave, what will what will happen what to them? Because no to one. Them? Yeah, exactly. And I think it is frustration because she's making all these big changes and not thinking about the consequences. Mm. It, you know, I really liked their relationship. Like, I I really did think. You know, I really did think they they staged Maggie Smith and Whoopi Goldberg brilliantly together. Yeah. But you know, Dolores has certainly grown. She'd have bragged when everyone voted for her at the start of the film. Yeah, she But will. now she's, you, you can see she hangs her head. She doesn't want to make eye contact because she is humbled humbled by it. But, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's great. It's subtle growth. And she doesn't want to be a free woman. No, she's good right now. Yeah, she's grown accustomed to their voice. Yes, so Eddie calls her. Oh, actually, he shows up. Yeah, he's Comes like... Comes to San Francisco and is like... I've pushed the trial up. You have to come and give evidence. I don't think he goes there because he's, I think... No, he arrives. She's in the office and he walks in. But it's so soon after when we learn about Tate being the mole. Yeah, he goes straight from that. So is that what it is? Okay. Because when he gets here, she's been kidnapped. Oh, maybe he rings her and tells yeah, her. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is he he must ring her to tell her. Yeah, because then he finds out that Tate's takes them the, off, and the he drives mall. there to to personally like look after her. Yeah, and then when he arrives, the wet bandits have already kidnapped Dolores well, and. No, because he arrives Mary and Roberts. she she sneaks off into the toilet, so it's bad police work that leads to her getting bandit snatched. Is it? Yeah. Okay, I've forgotten about that part. I mean, we do have a nice conversation with her and Mother Superior. And Mother Superior is leaving. She's she's putting a request to go to another nunnery. Mm-hmm. Obsolete is a great word. She says, I am obsolete. Yeah. And that's such a great word. Yeah. And Maggie Smith, having her say obsolete is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. She's so good with language. And they are both leaders. They're, they're both great leaders. Mm-hmm. But the biggest weakness is that they're not working together. And if they just met in the middle, everything would be better. So we learn that Tate's the mole. Mm-hmm. And we see Sweaty Eddie like run after going, oh no. I only call him that because of the stage show. Oh, he has it? a song in the stage show talking about... I only call him that because you're calling him that. Yeah, I believe in the stage show, the plot is Dolores and Eddie went to school together. Oh, that's so cool. I quite like and the idea. And that's how they know each other. And she calls him Sweaty because Eddie. Ch- because when he was Nick. a kid, he was fat. See, that's good growth. That's good depth. I yeah. think I'm bored with that. Yeah. And then he has a song about how he really fancied her when they were kids as well. But yeah. that she had, she was cool and yeah. like had no time for him. Bless and that him. she was, she he knew she was going to be amazing. I like that. That's a really cute plot line. Yeah. So, that's a good way to get them together. I like that. Yeah, Tate has found out where she is because he has to sign off on the checks. Mm-hmm. And he's like, aha. So he instantly rings Vince. Yeah. And I just think everyone's in danger. And on the day that Pope was visiting. This is not the same day. Okay, well, I thought it was going to be. because No, all it's excited. like the next Sunday. So yeah. this is, we're on like a Monday or Tuesday right now. Yeah, so Eddie goes over there and he's like, these are the consequences. Come with us. And she's like, no. We're practicing for the Pope. The Pope's coming yeah. this weekend. I and he's like, leave. no. He's like, you're not a nun. Yeah. He's like, remember who you are. Boo. He is Rafiki at this point. Yeah. And yeah. So she goes to the toilet and obviously like he can't follow. Yeah. But he's just 
prowling around outside and she sneaks out the back exit mm. and then she gets bandit snatched yes along with, with mary roberts yes and eddie he's he, he you see them walking off and eddie's walking towards the door and he just hears a noise and he looks at it and he sees oh, there they go he hears the tire screech yeah of so the he car. goes to look at what it is and he sees that you know who's mm-hmm. there so he runs and it's like run eddie run Dolores manages to get um, Mary Roberts out of the car. Yeah. Because they're not actually here for no. her. But she's also like, you know, she will be in danger because they'll kill her because it's like kill to spare. Yeah. She's collateral. So she gets her out of the car and says to the guys, like, please don't go back for her. It, she won't say anything. She's a nun. Like, she, yeah, she's a nun. And I really like the moment. Um, so they go straight back mm-hmm. to Mother Superior and people are like, why would anyone kidnap a nun? Were they Catholics? <laughs> yes. Like, I think that's a great line. And Mary Roberts wants to provide some divine intervention. She wants to help. Yeah. Yeah. And Reverend Mother blackmails a pilot by praying. Oh, she tells she tells the group that Dolores isn't a nun. She's a lounge singer. Like and Mary hands. Roberts is like, she was such a good nun, though. <laughs> yeah. But this is, a, they don't care. And I think... You know, yeah, Reverend them... Mother's like, okay, I got this wrong. Let's go sort it. Yeah. And then so, they go to get the Godmobile. Yes. They go to the, the Godicopter. Yeah. And I just love this. He's like, do you really think I'm flying you to Reno for free? How many times from this point on in this movie is prayer like... A valid form of currency. No, it's like... um, Not convincing isn't the word I want blackmail yes prayer blackmail where you're like when this man dies please don't take him straight to hell for abandoning us in our hour of need lord we are nuns and we have requirement of his helicopter do nuns have like id do they have id that says that they're a nun because i could put on a nun's outfit and say that i was a nun (laughs) go into the hairdresser and be like forgive him father he does not know what he does by not providing me a haircut please pray for his eternal soul as my hair burns in the fiery pits of hell. Literally, like you, you, could. you could. So they must have some kind of ID. Yes. I anyway. really like this because we get the sense that Dolores is truly converted. And oh yeah. She convinced she manages to convince the guys that yeah, she's she's, that a, she's nun. a nun now. And they're like, oh no, this doesn't feel kosher, like yeah. offing a nun. And like We can't kill her, we can't shoot a nun and yeah. Their boss is like, yes, you can. Yeah. She's not as Dolores. What are you talking There's about? There's a really funny bit of like, take your clothes off. And she's like, oh, father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And it's the same as the blessing at the table, but she's better at the prayer. Yeah. And as they go out, they do the cross situation themselves. So they do the... They cross know, themselves, yeah. And then she just like puts both hands out and whacks them in the testicles mm-hmm. and runs off, which is great. Yeah, because they stand either side of her to yes. pray with her. Because yeah. they're like, oh, you know what? If we're going to kill this nun we might as well be forgiven for it yeah i like the bit so we finally arrive in the godicopter mm-hmm. to reno and you have i think it's mary roberts says and what a lovely name reno and mother superior just goes and gamora which i yes. think is so <laughs> funny um and we finally finally drew do you know what time it is mm-hmm. it's nuns on the run, nuns on the run. <laughs> yeah i thought you were gonna say that. i love it and they're all just they're all just running through the casino and like we get a really nice bit where Dolores stops at the the slots table and she's like red twenty three 
and everyone everyone puts the money on red 23 because her nun is giving them yeah and it goes to red 14 she goes i'm just trying to teach you all a lesson and she runs away and i think that's hilarious i didn't take many notes at this point because i was just having fun yeah watching the this is a great time it's so so this is where they're all running around inside the casino in reno yeah. and all of the, <laughs> the nuns... casino in reno yeah <laughs> <laughs> um they're all just running around and they all separate because they realize safety in numbers no they separate because they realize they're looking for a nun well i know exactly There's like and, 20 of and them. if you have like three sets of like five nuns it's safety because mm. like how do you know which nuns my favorite one is vince taps he thinks he's caught her and he's like hey sweetheart and she turns it's around lazarus. it's mary lazarus and she's like hello darling <laughs> hello darling incredible so we eventually end up in a room and it's nuns versus guns yes who's and gonna win dolores basically is like i can't let you kill all of my friends so do you know what fine just kill me and the wet bandits are like nope she's a nun and and mother superior is like i can assure you she is truly a nun and vince is still like well i don't care and then we get the second best eddie entrance in any form of media second only to rocky like horror picture show glass window right yeah and he just jumps through a glass window and shoots vince in the arm yes and saves the day yes indeed and he's arrested yep and vince goes away and reverend mother finally accepts dolores and says that she'll stay at the convent she's not leaving yes Mm -hmm. and we get follow him i will follow him yes you know this is our traditional choir Mm -hmm. one two three four (laughs) hit it i love it i love it i love it and when he does the follow yeah that song this whole film is a bop yeah right but that song in particular is so good. Yeah. So Mary Roberts has finally found who she is. Like she's filled that big void in her with singing. Mm-hmm. And it's great. Despite the fact that it's not her singing. No, I know. But we get a standing Pope vation. Yeah, the Pope gives them a standing ovation. It's yep. pretty good. And then we get, you know, you make me want to shout. Throw my hands up and shout. <laughs> and then the credits end. With the magazine covers. It's just yes. brilliant. Oh my God, all the so, magazine covers. No, but the credits end with my favourite thing. Which is? Which is Lazarus shouting, now wait a minute. Yeah. And then it stops. That is also how the second one ends. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know why they decided to do that. That's so I cool. love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's so good. Now, my question is. How do things end for Dolores? Like, is she staying at the convent? Is she a nun now? No, she's both. You saw the the things at the end. No, so I know she's on these magazine covers. She's now become a famous singer. So she is just a famous singer now. Uh-huh. But is she still singing with these nuns, or is it just like she's. No, she's like solo. So when she comes back in the habit, is this because, like, without her presence there, they are lost and, like, everything's bad or is this like pitch perfect too where they're like champions of nun singing and then fat amy comes and shows off her vagina to barack obama and like the nuns have to come back from scratch the second movie is set quite some like a couple years after even though it's like released one year later yeah and the nuns are helping out with something in the local community yes that they are failing at essentially okay. and they think if they get Dolores back that that will help them Fair. survive. They're exactly the same. Okay, but basically. this time but there's less 
There's higher stakes this time. But less obstacles to getting Dolores on board because Dolores has time for these nuns as it is. Or is she kind of like, I'm bigger than you now? No, she's not, I'm bigger than you now. It's... Her schedule just doesn't permit it. Yeah. And also like, do you think you could trick her into dressing up as a nun again? Fair. Yes, is the answer. (laughs) So that was Sister Act. Mm Mm-hmm. The MVP is Whoopi Goldberg. Obviously. Like, I love Kathy and Jimmy. Yes. I love Maggie Smith. This whole Lazarus, like this whole cast is They golden. are amazing. Like even Harvey Keitel is great. Yeah, he's doing a great job. But, but it Whoopi is Goldberg's Whoopi Goldberg. like, this is I do want her. to like jump in our like parallel time machine and see the Bette, Bette Midler. Midler version. Yes. Yeah, I feel like a lot of it might get lost with Bette Midler. Well, so Bette Midler's version set in Chicago, mm-hmm. not San Francisco. Yeah. Because... They changed it to San Francisco for Whoopi Goldberg. Fair. And there's there was there's like a whole slew of differences. The script was rewritten. It's a completely yeah. different movie. But yes, I feel like that would be the what was that Beatles movie called? Yesterday. Yeah. You know, like the how the Beatles don't exist, so yeah. Harry Potter doesn't exist, mm-hmm. and Coke doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, I'd be interested to know if like we have Bette Midler in Sister Act instead of Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, like you know, what's the consequence of that? Yeah. Oof, I don't. I don't think. I don't think she'd have been in Hocus Pocus, and we would... Definitely not worth it. No. Although, we might have then got Whoopi Goldberg in Hocus Pocus. And is I that... don't want that. I want Bette Midler. <laughs> yeah, that's I think Hocus touched... Pocus is a perfect it movie. Is. What's your best song in this one? In this one, it's I'll, I Will Follow Him. I find it really difficult because I think I don't really know the songs and, like, they're okay. And mm. I really enjoy them, but it's got to be Shout at the end. I just yeah, that's hilarious. Me. What Although was... saying that, I love when they do my guy as my god. Yeah. There's a bit in the middle where Lazarus turns the wrong way. Yeah. And it's just incredible. And having the, the old nun be like, we are. Yeah. It's great. What's your skip song? Honestly, the opening lounge number. I said the choir's first attempt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that I don't ever want to listen Hail to Hail Holy again. God, yes. yeah. Which role would you want to play? So I auditioned. I've yes. talked about this before yeah. on this podcast, but I auditioned to be in a production of Sister Act. And when I went into the audition, they asked me if I was auditioning to play Dolores. And I was like, that is a hard no. Thank you. Because this is a, a not great theatre group who obviously did not care about the race of the actress they were casting. I was going to ask. So obviously it being on the West End, mm-hmm. have they ever attempted to Form with Dolores as a white person? Uh, not so far as I'm aware, for the reason that the stage show, Al Menken mm-hmm. likes to choose a theme when yes, he writes and this musicals. Is gospel. This is disco. Disco, okay. And the point is, the show gets more disco the more Dolores is mm-hmm. involved with things. Disco has, so far as I'm aware, a black background mm-hmm. in music, which is the point. Yeah, um, so I don't think you could cast... And also, the type of voice it requires, you could cast a white actress, but I don't think... I don't see why you would. I, I think this is the thing. There aren't enough amazing roles for people of colour as it is. Now, mm. the only reason we're thinking about Dolores being cast as a person of colour is because Whoopi Goldberg played the role. Mm-hmm. But this is the thing. It's a role that's been popularised by Whoopi Goldberg. 
Oh, and, and I, also she produced the musical, so no, I don't exactly. think you're ever going to get a white no, woman. But I think role. ultimately there aren't enough like really good roles mm-hmm. for women of color. Mm-hmm. Why would you take away one that's perfect? Right. So anyway, the character I, I auditioned yeah. for was Mary Roberts because her song's great. And is that who you'd want to play? In the film, no, I'd want to be Kathy and Jimmy. Okay. Because I feel like I'd have a good time. But in the stage show, so they yes. lose a lot of the charm to her no, character. She's so exactly the good. same in the That's stage cool. show. It's great. I would like to play the Pope. At the end, from behind. I, I mean, realistically, I'd like to play Vince. I think I'd have a lot of fun playing this kind of mm. like silly mafia villain. Yeah. Like I can imagine I can imagine it would be very David Hasselhoff. Yes, for sure. Which brings us to next week. Yes. So. Sister Act, four stars. I really enjoyed it. Oh, I don't good. know if I'd want to watch the film again, to be completely We're honest gonna with you. We're going to watch the second one. Yeah, I'm happy to watch the I don't know if this is a film I could watch time and time again. I really enjoyed it. We'll watch it next year and you'll enjoy it again. Yeah, I think I'd love to see the musical though. Yeah, the sequel is great. Yeah. They're in the works for a third one. With Whoopi Goldberg. With Whoopi Goldberg. Is it a Disney Plus plan to be exclusive? I believe so. I'm cool with that. I'm very excited. I'm cool with that. For the prospect of that. But yes. So, next, next week. week we're into the full swing of spooky season. And we are going to be watching 2001 Jekyll and Hyde. Starring your number one boy. John Barrowman? Not John Barrowman. I wish. Oh my God. God, he He'd be would great. Because <laughs> he can do, like we, we saw it in Desperate Housewives. Mm-hmm. We usually see John Barrowman as a really nice character. like, And also as quite a campy character. But he turned on the villain charm, like mm-hmm. in Desperate Housewives. And you've said in Arrow, which I've mm-hmm. not seen. Who is our number one boy, Drew? David Hasselhoff. <laughs> it's going to be so great. Oh man, I don't know what I'm getting myself in for. It's so, it's so good. David Hasselhoff, the Hoff. Yeah. Is he Jekyll and Hyde? I'm not telling you. Well, he's the like top billing, so yes, I mean, yes, like, he's Jekyll and he Hyde. He could be the narrator, it could be like a... He know. is Jekyll slash Hyde. I... And we're going to have some of our favourite songs. Once Upon a Dream, is this The Confrontation. Gonna a, is this going to be a car crash? <laughs> this, I, I actually really like it. I'm I think excited. it's as bad as people think it is. I'm really excited for this one. So yeah, we are going to kick off our spooky, spooky season. <laughs> and we're going to start off with, with Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. We are then going to go see some live theatre. We're going to the Southwark Playhouse and we get to finally the first time on this show, cover a live piece of theatre. We're going mm-hmm. to see the last five years. Seeing so many good things on Twitter about it. Yeah. So many good reviews. I'm very I've tr- actually tried not to look at anything for this one. Yeah, I seem, I feel like I'm seeing more of it than you are, but I'm I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued as well to see how they translate from, from film to stage. stage. Yeah. And then... We're watching my favourite horror movie of all time. We are culminating our first spooky season with... Stage Fright. Can you believe it? Like, we talked back on, like, our third or fourth episode where we covered Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about Stage Fright. Like, that does it really feel like 20... 31 episodes? Yeah. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Like, that will be our 31st. How appropriate that that's going to be launched the day before Halloween. 
The 31st. Yeah. Well, I mean, it'll be on the 30th, mm-hmm. but you can celebrate the 31st with our 31st episode. Yeah. So in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at It's a Musical Pod, and you can email us on It's a Musical Pod at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts. Is Sister Act one of your favourite films? Would you like to see us get back into the habit mm-hmm. and cover Sister Act 2? How badly does Danny need to see Sister Act 2? Because it is so good. Yes. What are your thoughts on Jekyll and Hyde, the musical, specifically the David Hasselhoff version? Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on Stage Fright? Maybe you've been someone who is lucky enough to have already been to the Southwark Playhouse and seen the last five years. It was open in March as well, uh, before lockdown. So did you see it? What are your thoughts? Did you enjoy it? Let us know. Get involved in the conversation. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Amazon Podcasts via the Amazon Music app. You Mm. can listen to us on Stitcher, on Google Podcasts and our original hosts, Podbean. And you can also follow the lovely, beautiful, at Icarus Illustration, who does our episode art. So if you like the artwork that we post up on Twitter and Instagram each week, why not check out Icarus Illustration and see the amazing Drawtober that's currently going on. So that is Icarus Illustration on Instagram and Icarus underscore Illo on Twitter and TikTok. Mm-hmm. We've got a good season ahead of us. Yeah, we do. I'm just excited for Stage Fright. <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited. very excited for Stage Fright too. I'm excited to see what November brings. Mm-hmm. You know. Then we can start watching Christmas movies. <laughs> well... We've, we've had a nice little poll running as well, which I think is closed now, where we were asking, is Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween or a, a Christmas film? And I think we've Halloween seen won. That. We're not going to cover that. I know we're not going to cover it, but in, I, I wanted the debate to be settled because you say Halloween, I say Christmas. I, you know, the amount of people who said, why is there not a both option? So I, next time I'll add a both option. <laughs> it's a Thanksgiving option. <laughs> it is. It's a 1st of, of November. But... We get to start my favourite time of the year come November. But until it's that... It's your favourite time of the year. <laughs> until that time, thank you so much for listening in. You have been a beautiful audience. <laughs> <laughs> and as usual, have a magical musical Monday. See you next week. Same bat place, same bat channel. <laughs>